Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Mitt Parley. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Ace. Children's books. Why, what, and how? So we've mentioned before that we record one day and then these things come out a couple days later before, right? Uh-huh. Right. So that's usually not a problem because the state of the world doesn't change much between a Thursday and, say, a Monday. A Monday, right? Uh-huh. Okay. I think this might be the exception. I literally don't know what the world on Monday will look like. I'm pretty sure it's going to look like what it looks like today. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the sky will be pink and blue striped. I'm okay with that. Yeah. In I'm, fact, that's pretty, that's best case scenario. I mean, yeah. that's that's 2020 in a nutshell. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. That's par for the course. If if all of a sudden there's tiger stripes going across the clouds, that's cool. You know, yeah, that's sure. about on par. It's like so. on the good place when there's like a giant giraffe just like walks yep. down and there's flying shrimp and you're like, this is me now. Yeah. This is this is the world I live in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so tired of talking about the pandemic. The election, the president. All I want to talk about are like cute cats and slugs. I have good news for you. Slugs? Today's book may have both cute <gasps> cats and slugs. In fact, I can guarantee that both are in today's book. Really? I can. But before we get to that, Aww. who are you? I'm Kate. And I'm Betsy. And what do we do? We talk about slugs. Yes, we do. And what else did we do? Talk about cats. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we talk about picture books and if they're supposed to be classics or not. And there are varying degrees of fame. Uh, and today's, I think, was famous as its day. May have calmed down a little bit since then, but I think it still uh, it still turns a few heads. People people still recognize its name. And uh, I was under the impression that my children were very familiar with it. But then when I pulled it out, my nine-year-old was like, Never seen this before, so uh, I'm a bad mother. <laughs> Fun fact. Okay. But I'm going to pull it out for you now. Ready? Uh-huh. Animalia. Sure. <laughs> By? Green base? Sure. <laughs> I'm real open today. Okay, so this, Kate, this is a challenge. Um, I know I've given you long books before. I literally am saying to you right now, if you want to make this a two-parter and only tackle half of this today, it's not that there's a lot of words. It's that there's a lot of things to go through. So the choice is yours, um, but you're you're... You're going to be here a while. Okay. Okay. Take that book. Cool. All right. While Kate does her read, let's learn a little bit about Mr. Graham Bass. Mr. Graham Bass, who you may know, is Australian. Ah, but he was not born in Australia. He was born in Amersham, England. Moved to Australia when he was eight years old. He was sort of an outsider and a foreigner in his school, and so as a result, he started getting into visual arts. Then out of college, he said, uh, with a diploma of art under my arm, I dutifully found myself a job in the whacking world of advertising, something that was on my list of things I meant to do, and I hated it. 
Not long after, he goes off, he starts making picture books. He has said, I never talk down to children, for this is fatal. Much better to aim over their heads and allow some subtleties to go unnoticed than to earn their scorn by serving up quote-unquote kiddie fare. This philosophy has the happy result of providing texts that can be enjoyed by the whole family. So what does he do? He publishes Animalia, and publication of that book brought instant success and large sales and critical acclaim. Well, Mary Rubio, writing in Canadian children's literature, said that he outdoes Richard Scarry in filling pages with detail, and his artwork, unlike Scarry's, is truly artistic. Burn. Scary burn. Ow. You return. Animalia, right? I always said animalia. Anim- oh. Because it's animals. No. Oh. They're not at a mall. I was just trying to make it sound fancy. It I does guess. sound It does sound far fancier in your room. It only actually. took me 45 minutes to get through it. Yeah. I know. I warned you. <laughs> I told you. But we I said. Can, but we can do it all in one episode. All right. I'm confident. I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm not going to go through every single detail. <laughs> now, starting with A. Though, I did think There's it was interesting. <laughs> there. Yeah, there's a lot there of... There probably is. There's yeah, a lot of things. Like I said, I bet you anything there's a slug in this somewhere. Yeah. There's also a, an autograph, which I thought was clever. Oh, by whom? With the, the illustrator. Oh, isn't Gra- cute? Graham. Graham. I'm going to go with Graham Base. I would agree. I would also go with Graham Base. I don't know this for a fact, but he was English and then moved as a kid to Australia. So. G-R-A-E-M-E. Yeah, Graham. I'm going with Graham. Like Graham Norton. Like and Graham cracker but like graham different. parsons project yes <laughs> so graham anyway cracker. i just saw that autograph and i was like oh i wonder if he did that on purpose that is not the only mark he makes on this book um did oh you, i noticed did you notice the kid i found the kid in every single letter did you really I did. so just to explain there's a little blonde and do you know that that's him as a kid oh well, yeah it says it in the intro oh it does oh doggone i didn't know that was in the intro i was feeling so smart i had on my little notes like and did you know that it, the kid is the author uh, at least oh. on, the, on the on the title page it says a, fi- a final word before we go there's one more thing you ought to know in anim animalia animalia sure (laughs) you see it's possible you might find me and then so i just made sure to keep an eye out for a kid with a striped sweater oh like he's like waldo yeah what is it with the striped red and white shirts yeah it's kind of yellow yeah i get anyway um no hat i think for the very first letter he drew a crocodile instead of an (gasps) alligator Well, he's English slash Australian. What would he know about alligators? Because crocodiles can't stick their tongues out, and alligators can, and there's no tongue sticking out here. It's not sticking out. Should it be? Wouldn't it be? Well, he's got his mouth quite wide. Right. But he's not going... Because <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, he is green. Yeah. Instead of brown. but. Right. I don't know. I saw his mouth wide open and I'm like, why isn't there a tongue? I know that it has something to do with if it's a rounded nose or a more squarish nose, but I couldn't tell you which had what. Well, I, I will be hopeless when I'm attacked by one of these guys someday. I don't know. Alligators can stick their tongues out. That's what I was expecting. Okay, well, that's I was disappointed. Thing. If we take nothing else right from this from today. Right from the start, I'm angry. <laughs> right. A is for angry. <laughs> a is for angry cat. And on the C and D pages, I also saw the illustration. So I was like, okay, he signed, or sorry, he, I, I saw his signature on the C and D pages. He signed every page. 
this must have been like, you know, illustrations that you could hang, you know, on a wall that he put together in a book, right? I'm not sure what the origins were. It sounded like he intended them to be a book from the start, but I think he also intended to sell the art. So (laughs) I think he's just cutting his losses both ways, you know. I mean, I would buy one of these. Heck yeah. For sure. I'm pretty sure the lion one is in roughly 40% of all libraries. I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. It, it was kind like of very, born yeah. for it. It was, yeah. I do like the Doctor Who n- nod, though, in the D page. Oh my gosh, there's a Dalek. Yeah. I, okay. I obviously have not read this book since I didn't know what that was for quite some time. So that's a new thing for me to even know. It also took me a second to realize that there's a D-Day reference on the D-Page. Because if you look at the very bottom of the page, it says June 6th, 1944. Oh, I was like, boy. why would he have a date? Maybe because it starts with D, date. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, that's D-Day. Oh, that's Okay, that's super smart. That's clever. That's very smart. Well, that was his thing. He always wanted to have stuff for adults as well as kids. Well, yeah. this is definitely a book that... I could read to a kid a thousand times and always be looking for something new, which which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of parents would appreciate it. Yeah, they do. They do. I do like how there's not that many details for E because, come on, it's E. It's E. There's a couple (laughs) letters where you get the sense where he's like, yeah, there's only so much I can do. Yeah, like with, with the F page in the very far background, you can see Frankenstein holding a fork. Oh. Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster, Kate. Well, mm. this is the F page, and it's not the M page, so I'm going, I'm going with Frankenstein. I mean, he's not just called the monster. He's Frankenstein's monster. I'm just saying. I wonder, at the very bottom of the F page, though, there are these red flowers. I am pretty sure that I can't identify any of the flowers that he is, and I don't know if that's because they're Australian or English or what they are, but I don't know what those are. There are red flowers no, those are in New Zealand. I think we should put it on our Instagram page and see if people can. Uh, All help right, folks. Figure Identify out what these... the droopy red flowers on the F page. They're quite prominent. When we get to G, it reminds me of that book. I think you did it as a grown-up thing you like a long time ago, where it was like G is for gnome. And... <laughs> oh, that was a good book. Yeah, that's the um, that terrible alphabet. It calls itself like the terrible alphabet book. Oh shoot, I should really remember the name of it, and I don't. I can't. Well, that, anyway, yes, it does remind me of that's that. That's what yeah. this reminds me of because you do the see a, a gnome book, there. Called. Yeah. yeah. I, it just got to the point where it was like, okay, are we just going to get very interesting with our different ways of pronouncing letters? Yes. Yes, we are. Oh, yeah, he does all the time. Like the K page has a knight on it, and yeah, the P page had a psychiatrist. <laughs> Is that a gremlin? God, could he do a gremlin? Is that legal? It's, well,. Uh, there's there's definitely product placement in this book, so I don't know if he's worried about legalese, but that looked like a gremlin. It does to me. look like a gremlin. It looks like um, just not well drawn enough not to draw any copyright ire. <laughs> it's like it's gremlin-ish, but technically gremlins precede that movie. So oh yeah yeah, yeah. they took down World War Two plays. The H page is interesting for a couple reasons. Well, before we get to H, on the G page, on the column, on the Greek column, Mm -hmm. it does say G-B was W-O-Z-E-R-E. Oh. 
Det er jo også Ja. Åh, det var en cute signature. Exactly. Um, but right, so the H page. Um, I don't understand the guy at the bottom. I don't know what he's supposed to be. Is that be. Henry the? Um, no, that's not a Henry. It's an H page. And it's just. It a looks dude. like it looks like King Richard the Third, but it wouldn't be on the H page. I don't know what his. All right, right, right. Is. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Nope. He's a mystery. Yeah. I don't know who that dude is. Yeah, I don't either. Nope. Why? Yeah. The other thing that I think is interesting that I don't know why it's here is that there's a farmer holding a gun in the background and I'm like, homicide? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I mean, I don't know why he's there. Hunter. Oh. When in doubt, go for the simplest answer, though. I do like homicide. It has a dual... A dual thingy there. And I also like the nod to Humpty Dumpty. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Gotta get your, your hump dumps out. On the J page, I'm gonna just gonna skip I because it's, you, you can only gorgeous, do so much with the I. Yeah. Um, but like, on the, I went through K earlier today, actually. Well, on the J page, why would there oh, be daffodils right up front? There are so many different flowers that start with J. Why would you, they do have um, Jacob's Ladder kind of like oh, hidden on the side. Cute, cute, cute. But why would you show... That must be a different flower that looks like a daffodil but begins with a J. Again, I can't identify that. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm surprised there's no jack-o'-lantern here because that would be a perfect place to put it, but then I found it on the P page. Oh, he couldn't pumpkin. double up. I understand. Yeah. That, but that made me think, though, you know, with the jack-o'-lantern and with Frankenstein, like there should be a Halloween version of this book. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be be fun? That would be cool. Then you could have H for homicide. It is a little funny he's never tried to replicate this in any way. I mean, he's done other puzzle books, but nothing like this. Here's the product placement for you. On the K page, poor kitty koala is being kidnapped. The Kit Kat, right? The Kit Kat. My daughter noticed that today. It was, you know, it being the Halloween season and all. Right. Yeah. I was a little surprised. And again, I think he's changed the logo just a bit, but it's clearly a Kit Kat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to pick a tattoo, though, out of these, this is a very thousands big of images. Choice. Yeah, um, I narrowed it down to the kiwi in the kilt. I did love the kiwi in the kilt. I did. He's cute. He is very cute. Plus, I love New Zealand, so yeah, I appreciate it. He put in a kookaburra. Yeah, he because he... I think everything deserves a kookaburra. So. Well, I mean, how else are you going to fill up the K page? Uh, well, we just <laughs> purely. Uh, Australian animals, quite frankly. That's four of them. <laughs> so the lion page. Mm-hmm. The one that you said is in every library. Yeah. I think he cheated. Oh, how? Because oh, because he was just putting books with titles in FL. <laughs> well, one of the books that the lion is holding is King Lear. That starts with a K. Yeah, I know, but he's covering up the K with the I ball. I know, but I that's know. cheating. I'm not sure why. I mean, I'm sure we have other L. Anyway. Also, yeah. the lion's nose kind of seems a little off to me like he Mm. has so many brilliant illustrations and then this one of the lion just seems a little off is it just me i think it's just you but it could also be he's just terrible at lion noses (laughs) person can't be good at everything in life i mean he can draw thousands of things he can do an iguana that would make you cry but a lion nose kind of hard especially that second nostril it's always the second nostril. (laughs) so hard for the uh, for the end page, <laughs> there's a newspaper kind of uh, in in the waters near Norway, mm-hmm. and the newspaper says it's the Northern Star. No nukes for New Zealand. And I was like, 
<laughs> good. That's good. I was nervous. Yeah. <laughs> that begins with N. It does. What other countries start with N besides Norway and New Zealand, Betsy? Its um, categories go. Oh, no. I'm out. Uh, Netherlands? Does that count? Yes, it does. Okay. Good great, great, great. Uh, 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 uh. Nigeria? I was getting there. <laughs> the O page. Nairobi. Is the one that lets me down the most. The O? Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing there, right? It's just the ostrich. It's just an ostrich. If you look very closely, you can see things. In that ostrich egg behind it. Yeah, it's like an outline of an octopus, an oboe, an owl. But, I mean, he could have done more with the O, I think. I agree. It's just one outrageous old ostrich ordering an onion omelet yeah it's just an ostrich in a hat with a menu but here's my thing i have a very big thing for ostriches for personal reasons and so i'm very pleased with that prominent ostrich there oh no i like page however makes up for the o page yeah the p page is awesome and i really like the line of people in the background because you can go down them one you can and you can go i know what that is that's a pirate that's a priest that's Mm -hmm. a prisoner that's the police that's a pie piper that's a pharaoh that's like that's a pregnant lady pushing a pram with a pig (laughs) exactly that's what i like (laughs) so i i like how it's very clear mm-hmm. there's so many different things he didn't have to like hide things and outlines or no anything. he just like, put him in a parade ah. yeah, yeah yeah or is it a protest oh ah. <laughs> again cannot identify any of the flowers on that page maybe the poppies but that's it okay the r and the s pages have things that i have not seen in kids books before oh like what to tell uh the r page has a bottle of rum oh and the s page has the kgb Actually, I read my son a book, uh, the Mac B Kids Spy Books, where the villain is the KGB man. So we learn a lot about the KGB on a regular basis, but I've never seen it in a picture book. There you go. So there you go. This is not your average kids book. (laughs) Nope. And the the KGB was more prominent when it was made. So The U illustration, it's very small because you really only have you know unicorns and umbrellas Mm -hmm. you have this thing playing a ukulele it's not a i I don't know what it is it's not a gnome it's not a gremlin it's not a troll what would start with a u that would be playing a ukulele that's an excellent question he's definitely in his underwear he's wearing a uniform he's crying he's unhappy no idea. Yes. All my Harry Potter reading, and I still can't identify that little yeah, that's okay. like thing. People, we're going to put that picture up there. You have to tell us what it is. The W page kind of confuses me a bit because he has some word, words capitalized, some words not capitalized, and then one word in all caps. It says, Wicked Warrior Wasps Wildly Waving Warlike Weapons. Perhaps it's code. Well, the wasps are all in caps so is he talking about white anglo-saxon protestants uh, he might be remember what was the movie where was it ants or it wasn't bugs life it was ants right where uh they, they had wasps that were clearly wasps ah yeah so it wouldn't i be mean the first it's all in caps so that's that's all i have to go on yeah i have no idea the x page cheating well, of this, course he's cheating. This What's he supposed me... to do? An X-ray fish with an umbrella, like an playing um, a xylophone, xylophone and what? <laughs> While well, having his X-rays done, it's it's just you. It's you, impossible. It's impossible. It, this, this is cheating. <laughs> I, this... We should say it, all everything's backwards. So it's uh, a red right. fox 
Red Fox fix fixing six saxophones. six saxophones. But it's backwards in the mirror, so the X's are most prominent. Yeah. Uh, that makes me angry. Um, and then, yeah, and then you get to the end with the Z's and the zinc, z- zebras zag- zigzagging and zinc zeppelins. I would not make a zeppelin out of zinc. I, Seems like a I'm bad idea. I'm surprised they're in the air. Um, yeah, I'm a little amazed it took that long for them to start plummeting downward. I'm just proud that I found the kid in every photo. Well done, you. Thank you. Because I don't think I... I think I have all but one. I think back in the day we tried to find him in, in all of them, and, and we failed. We failed in some ways. You just need 45 minutes, Betsy. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that is time I do not have. <laughs> all right, Animalia. Huge hit. Uh, so far has sold more than 3 million copies worldwide. That's a pretty decent number. Uh, it incorporates apparently over 1,500 objects. Naturally, he had to cash in, so it was turned into a television series. Uh, it was also turned into an iPhone and iPad app in 2010. Yeah, that's pretty much all you can say for it. They really haven't. There's not much you can do with it. It really was his biggest hit, but it sort of led to all the other books that he had after it. None of which really hit its its heights it was sort of his peak in many ways gotcha yeah so ratings time i went high wow okay because you have the beautiful illustrations i had a feeling you'd like the art i'm like this is kate art yeah i can tell i can tell with the kate it Mm -hmm. would be fun to read multiple times because you'd be able to like look for different things you get to learn the alphabet and the kgb at the same time okay i gave it an 8.75 whoa the only i would have given it higher if he hadn't have cheated with o and x i'm willing to let that go um yeah i'm not quite as high as you but i do like it quite a lot um so I'm, I'm around a 7.5. I like it. It's beautiful. It works as an alphabet book. Um, it was original. Sort of, it's definitely one of a kind. You can't really compare it to anything else out there. I like the size, too. It's big. Yeah, it's a nice, big book. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't work on a smaller scale. It wouldn't work if someone else illustrated it. No, I shudder to think if anyone's ever turned it into a board book, which would be just the worst thing you could possibly do to yeah. it. I'm praying no one's ever done that. So and it's I, a classic. Uh, it's a classic. Yay! Yay! Hurrah! Cool. Letters time. Ooh. All right. We got a couple here. First up, Erica. Hello, Erica. Hello, Erica. She had a couple of notes for us. She said, there is a small bookstore in Austin, Minnesota called Sweet Reads Books and Candy, just across the street from the Spam Museum, a must-visit museum. <laughs> Sweet Reads has the world's largest collection of Berenstain bears, books, toys, lunchboxes, creepy 70s Halloween costumes, oh my god, I want some of that, and more. It's quite the sight. And then she goes on to say, last week I grabbed The Stranger to read to one of my media classes when our technology was down. Ironically, I was teaching online safety. I've always liked The Stranger, but my third graders really did not. They also did not get that the stranger was Jack Frost, and I was met with blank stares and one sleeping student when I tried to explain (laughs) it to them. Yes, it isn't really a classic. And then Jim wrote in as well. A dude! A dude! And he said, so, Goodnight Gorilla has been a huge hit for one of our three-year-olds for, oh, a few weeks now. Just went back and listened to your podcast from the summer, and now I'm excited to go hunting for the pink balloon with him. But I have to say that you only briefly touched on something that bothers me about this book. That zookeeper 
is not living in any semblance of reality. If I were to come home to my wife already in bed trailing a pack of animals, when she realized what happened, she would not be taking them back to the zoo for me. I mean, whether he's sleeping or faking, he deserves to be pushed out of a bed with, hey, you did it again, you incompetent schmuck. Now take those animals right back now so I can get some shut-eye. Instead, she does it for him? On what planet? Maybe she's like, this is not a fight I'm going to win. You know, we've had this fight a thousand right. times. I don't feel and like fighting. And clearly he's bad at it. I mean, clearly. I liked, I, wasn't it your theory that maybe she was also a zookeeper? I heard some theory somewhere that she's also a zookeeper. That wasn't me. Yeah. Someone he, said. But he was definitely fake sleeping. Oh, he's definitely fake sleeping. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, and third of all, uh, as you recall in Madeline, you, you pointed out there was a man who appeared to have a very hairy back and yeah. he was carrying something. Uh, I thought that he was, it was very large avocados. You thought they might be small watermelons. Uh-huh. Our listeners offered a plethora of their own uh, thoughts on the matter. They guessed potatoes, baguettes, artichokes, green mm. bread loaves, ugh, and from Paul O. Zielinski himself, oysters. Oh. So very interesting choices. Yeah. I could. I would go with artichokes. Artichokes was a very good because they were about so the, the right, right size, size, the right color. Yeah. I could see the bread loaves and it was just colored weird. Like he just put a green wash over it and he didn't mean to. I could also see that being a possibility. Or they're just very moldy. They're just disgusting. <laughs> Grown up things we like. Okay. Um, there is this series on Netflix called Deaf You. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. It is about deaf students at Gallaudet University. And it's uh, a show that just kind of interviews eight different students and you learn about the deaf community. You learn about what it's like to be in college again. <laughs> but you learn all sorts of things like, you know, how uh, the deaf community has elites, which I didn't know about, which are people who like go to their, they live in deaf communities. They go to deaf schools. Then they went to a deaf, you know, college. So they're, they're the elites. Uh, you learn about deaf names. Um, you learn about what the sign for Trump is. Ooh, which is I probably can't show it on this podcast. No, no, no. It's a uh, you. You would put your your hand on your head, mm-hmm. and then you just lift up your hand by your wrist mm-hmm. like a toupee is falling <laughs> off. That is the sign for Trump. Oh, um, it's good. the executive producer is um, Niall DeMarco, who is a deaf model, mm-hmm. um, and it's very short episodes. They're like twenty minutes long. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's you know, it's not like the most intelligent show on the planet, but it's entertaining. That's and, okay. And there's short episodes, and it's fun. And I like the deaf culture. So there you go. Well, that's very good. That's yeah. very good. Um, mine's sort of a, a return. The Mandalorian is back uh, for a second season. So this is a message uh, specifically to our mother, mom, you need to watch The Mandalorian. You need to watch The Mandalorian. This is from your other daughter. No, you can skip it. No, you totally do. You (laughs) especially, you know what you can do is you can begin with this first episode of the second season. Um, Skip the first season if you want to. It's got great stuff, but it's such fan service. This first episode of the second season. It's fantastic. It's funny. It is. Boy, if, if you like sand people, it's a good thing to watch. Uh, Aunt Judy, 
why don't you make mom watch the Mandalorian? <laughs> just she needs to see this. It's weird that she hasn't. It's just it's just weird at this point. I haven't so, jumped on that bandwagon. You, you gotta baby. Everything it's it was good. all about Baby Yoda, and I'm like, okay, I don't care. I don't. I mean, Baby Yoda's great, but he is not the focus of the series. Okay, I'm just saying. Right. Baby Yoda. <laughs> Sorry, Baby Yoda. I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's not all like about that. you, Baby it's Yoda. It's not about you and your frog eating abilities. I'm like whatever. All right, so we've done a whole episode, and we know it's going to go out into a world that we know nothing about, so... Let this be something that will make people smile in a world full of chaos. Perfect, perfect. I like that. That's the (laughs) attitude we should be cultivating here. Yes, yes. And on that note, before anything else is even said, I have been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our diabolical Drew daintily devouring delicious delicacies is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.